talk dirty to me. The Quick and the Dirty with Hillary and Sandra. You're kidding me. Here are things that I have put in my mouth. Oh, oh my God, Hillary. <laughs> it's what everyone is talking about. Get jazzy on. I'm Hillary from London. And I'm Sandra from Ottawa. And this is the Quick and the Dirty Podcast. Where do we start? Uh, big news in my life. So I've been with my boyfriend two and a half years. I love his family. But his mother and his aunt are staying at my house for the first time ever. And uh, I'm a little bit nervous. Okay, so what are the circumstances in which they are staying at your house? I wish it were better circumstances, but his aunt is under the weather, so they're coming to London for an appointment, and they're staying at my house so that they can get to their early appointment. Okay, that is, first of all, that means you're part of the family. I think so. So that part, I would be really upset if they stayed at a hotel. Because that would mean that they don't feel like comfortable enough to stay at my place. That's right. Or they're terrible users who don't want to be in a hotel and they just want to suck you dry. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> well, I mean, we have to consider all the <laughs> options here because right away I'd be like, or or option number three, they're coming to spy on you to really see how you live, what kind of a person you are. Do you know what I mean? Because the way you live says a lot about you. No. Absolutely. And this is the thing I'm terrified about because my apartment is kind of like me. It looks great if you go through it quickly and you don't spend too much time checking the corners. Because <laughs> Hillary has a lot of little secrets. <laughs> Hillary has so many little dirty secrets in her apartment. What are you hiding, Hillary? Oh, nothing. It's just that in person, I seem like a lovely, nice, put together person. But if you look really closely, my makeup is sliding off my face. I've got a stain on my dress. Like, that's just who I am. And my apartment's the same way. <laughs> is it full of self help books? <laughs> How to keep love. Um, That's right. How to make my in-laws love me even though I'm a piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) So my apartment is, yeah, it looks nice, but like there are parts where the paint is peeling off of things because I just don't care. It's a rental. I don't care. And uh, basically, I'm nervous they're going to open any cupboard, drawer, closet, anything. And just see all the things that you have hidden. Like, honestly, though, because for me, when you say that, the first thing I might instinctively think of is that you're worried that they're going to open a drawer and there's a sex toy in it. (laughs) Because that would be, you know. That's not what I'm worried about. It's more that I'm very disorganized. So my boyfriend is the most organized person you'll ever meet. He doesn't own anything he doesn't use once a week. And it's insane how particular and neat every time he comes over to my house he uses my shower which is a steam room so it's kind of big and he organizes all of my bottles (laughs) i kid you not he like sets them up in the little basket in the shower by height order and then he straightens (laughs) the razors on the shelf so that they're both pointing the same way and then he sets up the little soap bottles the ones that i use every day it's disgusting If he's like that, his mother's probably like that. This is my concern. And it's like everything in my apartment will bust out of the drawers and cupboards. I have so (laughs) much stuff just rammed into a two-bedroom apartment. So it's basically like me when I wear Spanx, when I take them off at the end of the night, something's going to something's going to pop out and you're going to take it in the eye. Is that pretty much what your apartment is like taking off Spanx? (laughs) 
If she opens my bedroom closet door, she'll be wearing half my wardrobe. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, so you're just really this is about you being afraid of being judged. Right. Because I deserve to be judged because I'm a pig. <laughs> and then her calling up the boyfriend saying, you can't be with this woman. There's something wrong here. That's crazy the way she lives. You're, you're, that's what it's about. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's not that bad, but he's just so clean. Like, he's been to my house and he's okay. He makes fun you're, of me all the time. You're, but. you're not dirty. You're just, you're just surface clean. There are some people who are deep clean and there are some people who are surface clean. It's not even that I'm deep, not deep clean. I'm not deep organized. It's okay. an organizational issue. You know what? I feel like they're I feel like you're okay because ultimately, I mean, are you a serial killer? No. <laughs> then you're fine. Well, <laughs> <laughs> That's always my pace. You're a serial killer, you're not, then you're fine. You're good. <laughs> Is that where you draw the line for <laughs> If you know what, what's the worst thing about being disorganized? I mean, what does it just say? What's what's the worst thing? Is it maybe you're worried that your mother-in-law, your future mother-in-law will just think you're not compatible, I think, is your biggest fear here. Oh, for sure. And then we'll start feeding information to you like, you can't be with that woman. And I think that's what this is all about. I'm actually really concerned that something might fall out that I didn't realize was there because there's so oh. much stuff. I mean, so I'm not a hoarder, but it's... It, it, are we talking about sex toys now? No. Oh, sorry. Just anything. <laughs> that it, it's, there's just so much stuff packed everywhere. Yeah. yeah just, there's a lot of shame in your life, isn't there? <laughs> you know me. <laughs> oh. I invented shame. Are you kidding me? My mother-in-law stayed at my house about a week and a half ago. I had to drive to uh, Buffalo to meet uh, my husband and one of my sons. And she was staying at my house with my other son. Okay. And she was staying in my bed. Don't think I didn't go through all my drawers to make sure there wasn't incriminating in there. <laughs> I had to, and there was. It was of my. There was. It was something incriminating and battery powered, <laughs> and I had to deal with that and tuck it away into the deep recesses of my closet, and then pray that it didn't fire in the middle of the night. So then I had to take the batteries out of it. It's a thing, and I'm just like, I don't need that. But I think I told you the story about how years ago it happened with my mother. Right. And I was I was uh, in the Caribbean, and my mother stayed at my house with my kids. And in that week, I forgot that I had something on my bedside. Can we call table. it the purple people eater? <laughs> <laughs> or the purple wiggler. <laughs> you know, I like fishing because right, I'm a fisher. Right, right, That's right. It's the fishing purple tackle, yes. Uh, yes. Fishing tackle. Absolutely. And, and it, she actually not only just found it, she found it, moved it into my closet and tucked it away from me. So funny. Is it funny or mortifying? Oh, my gosh. Would you just die if your mother found some object like a purple wiggler? Would you just not die? <laughs> that would be pretty embarrassing. That would, you, and we don't talk about it. She never talked about it, but I knew it wasn't where I left it. So I then I knew that my mother's hands had been on this thing, and I'm oh, like, oh my god, I'm gonna gross. die. Yeah, she moved it. What? Why would you even touch it? Did she just want it further away from her? Like it is a little yes. close to your head. She saw it. <laughs> she saw it, and I, obviously she was looking through my bedside table, found it, and decided it should not even be near her, and then moved it. This reminds me a lot her. of that Sex in the City episode. Where Magda, the maid, moves all of um, Cynthia Nixon's character's sex toys. Oh, I didn't see that one. Oh, How did I not see so that funny. one? Oh, 
this is just this whole conversation is not funny. I'm just like, <laughs> my, there's a pit in my stomach thinking I, I can't even handle that in my life right now. I got to tell you about my parents. <laughs> Bye. Okay. I assume this is about the epic road trip you took with them. Yeah, this was about like I did a little one with my mother and now I did a big road trip with my parents, six hours each way. And I listened to bazooki music. <laughs> What's bazooki music? It's, it's I don't know what that is. It's like a Greek. It's a Greek instrument. It's like a guitar, basically. That it's it's almost like a banjo-y kind of thing. Really, it's very nice for about an hour. But okay. <laughs> it was six hours each way. It was so painful because it, it it dawns on me. It's so hard to take a road trip with people who aren't like-minded. Finding the right music is so hard. Okay. So, what, did you get a break at all? Yeah, and he, the other thing, the only break I got was when we'd stop for bathroom breaks, which is often when you're traveling with seniors. <laughs> when I do a bathroom breaks, we're in and out in 12, not even 12 minutes, seven minutes. There's no dilly-dally. Get it, get your stuff, get back in the car. We're moving, moving, moving. My parents, it's like, oh, I'm going to take a little walk in the back. I'm going to stretch my legs. It's like 30 minutes was one pit stop. It's exa- <laughs> They're exhausting. And my mother travels with her little dog, who's the biggest pain in the ass on the planet. She calls her dog my brother. Like, it's brutal. <laughs> it's, it's brutal. And my father just, he, you know, he tries to make conversation. But, and so it, it, it was just awkward. And then my mother's in the back. My air conditioner doesn't work in my husband's van. So instead, it, when it, the, the air conditioner is on in the front, heat blasts in the back. <laughs> so I was slowly killing my mother who complained the whole way. It was so, it was brutal. It was brutal. God, God loved it. And they wonder you why they... You slowly tried to kill her, but you really wanted to just end it all right there. <laughs> they have no idea. And then on the way back, the GPS... Uh, took us on a different route. There was 17 possible routes coming home from Wasega Beach, options. But it, we went on a different one than we came. And the whole time, my father was arguing with the GPS every turn, every single one. What, what's going on? Where are we going now? What's happening? I'm like, I don't know, Dad, but I'm sure we're going to get home eventually. Just, it's just caught, It was just managing everybody's feelings, which I'm not great with because I'm already emotionally t- difficult. You know what I mean? Were your parents' feelings like, are they emotional people? Yes, both of them. My mother's Hungarian, so enough said there. We call her Zsa for a very good reason. Really? Yes. Very Is everything good. like, ah? Everything. It's, it's constant drama. She's, so now we know you come by it honestly. <laughs> That's exactly where I was going with this. <laughs> yes. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. But when we did get to Wasego Beach, I have to tell you, I had a bit of an epiphany. What was that? Visiting my auntie, my Hungarian auntie, Eddie, who I love endlessly. And she encouraged me to take up piano lessons again. Like I used to play piano when I was a kid up until about 14, 15. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she encouraged me because she knows I love I loved classical music at the time. And so she's like, why don't you take it up again? And I have my piano uh, back. I was with my sister for it was with my sister for 20, 20 years. So it's finally back in my house. And I'm thinking it just sits there and collects dust. So I'm going to start taking piano lessons in the fall. How do you like that, Hillary? I love it. You I know. know I'm a jazz singer, so I'm big into the music. But how come you never got your kids into piano? I didn't have a piano at the time. So I meant to. I thought about doing it. Uh, neither really showed a ton of interest in piano. One of them was more about guitar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, hockey and competitive sport really took took its place, unfortunately. So they really became more sports 
kids than they were music. And I, you know, it's funny that I know they got a lot of joy out of doing sports, but there's a lot of joy in playing a musical instrument that they'll never know. And I feel bad about that. Um, but maybe if I take up piano, I could sort of pass along my knowledge. Yeah, right. Like any of your children are going to listen to anything you have to say. That's true. They never do. Um, <laughs> can you? Do you think it's like riding a bike? Because that's what my big fear is that, that I'll start. I won't be able to pick it up again because I'm an idiot. <laughs> like I'm terrified. Well, I will tell you this. You'll be frustrated because your brain will say, I should know how to do this. And your hands will be like, what is going on? Do you know, back in the day when I played the piano, it, it was funny because my hands knew what to do. And my brain, like I wouldn't have been able to write down any of the notes that I had in my head. My hands just knew. So now you're saying my hands are going to know. They're not going right. to know anymore. Okay. No, the coordination will be gone. So I, but it'll yeah. be really good for you. Do you think I like, what if I am an idiot, Hillary? <laughs> Like I think this that's is a question. This is I, a mean, question. I know, I know. They call you very pretty. I should expect to fail, is what you're saying. <laughs> but there's nothing wrong with failure, because without failure, you never tried. Oh, honey, you've read too many books. No, there is something wrong with failure. <laughs> there's books that my boyfriend's parents are going to find in my that's house. That's right, your self-help books. That's good to know. <laughs> so piano lessons are coming up in the fall. I look forward to, uh, you know, maybe uh, playing you a little concerto one day. I only want to hear it if you're wearing Elton John glasses and you're singing me Tiny Dancer. <laughs> I'll tell you this much. The piano that I have has a candelabra on it. I'm ready. What? I like have a built in? No, my mother gave it to me because, you know, she understands drama. She's like, you can't have a piano without your candelabra. And I'm like, I so agree. <laughs> so I have a candelabra. I'm ready to go and I'll, I'm ready to be dramatic. So where in the house is this piano? It's in my makeup room. Amazing. I know. Now you have to put a bar in so we can have a piano bar in your makeup <laughs> I know, room. I know. Uh, yes. And by the way, for those of you who are listening, yes, I have a little makeup room, which is so over the top and crazy and has twinkle lights all over it and Marilyn Monroe and Audrey Hepburn and my clothes and my feather boas. And it's just a little a little slice of heaven with my little piano. Imagine how terrible that's, that room is going to sound in the next six months. Oh, it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. Never mind. You'll have to put the bar outside of the piano room. I know. So that the rest of us can drink the sound away. <laughs> the irony is that the, my piano bar will drink, drive people to drink. <laughs> that really is. Uh, that. Oh, God. Now I'm scared. Uh, now I'm getting a little scared. Okay. But it, you know what? You were talking about road trips with your parents and deciding on music in the car. Yeah. I had a big fight with my boyfriend this weekend about the rules for singing along in a car. Oh, God. What are like they? Was, oh, my God. Are you kidding me? I got accused of ruining music. And, like, <laughs> I'm a decent singer. I'm just going to put it out there. I have a degree that shouldn't have cost what it cost <laughs> Hillary, in music. you're an award-winning singer. I'm sorry, but you are. And I'm not allowed to sing along to the radio in the car because I ruin music. It's because he's probably a bad singer and you try to harmonize. Is that why? No, it's that I don't know the lyrics to anything. <laughs> so you, oh my God, you're one of those. I'm one of those too. That's hilarious. So apparently you're not allowed to ooh or ah. And the biggest offense of all is doodling or daddling along to the instrumental parts. <laughs> So, like, if it's Sweet Home Alabama, ding, 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 you're not allowed to do that. Come on. Everybody does that. So, everybody does that. He doesn't know it's a thing? 
No. Oh, my God. And he's like, you're not allowed to do that. And I was like, babe, sweet Caroline, the best part of singing along to this song is singing the instrumental part. Dun, 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 Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Without singing along to instrumental parts, that song would suck. What kind of a childhood did he have? I don't know. A broken one, apparently. Well, you have an opportunity now with his mother to sit down and say, listen, I have to talk to you about your son. What did you do to him? Not only is he OCD, but he doesn't understand the instrumental rules to singing. Like, really? That's... uh, Do you agree on the kinds of music that you listen to in a car? Because Tim and I cannot. He listens to obscure rock, and I don't like obscure rock. I like classic rock. Okay, so he listens to indie obscure stuff. Yeah. And I think therein lies the problem, because nobody knows the words. And he, so he's like, you're ruining it. Just let me listen to it. He assumes that because nobody knows anything about it, that you can't sing along. So but that's not the case for me. <laughs> he's got too many rules, this guy. I know. Yeah, wh- He's all about the rules. You should start making rules for him. <laughs> like every time he comes to your house. Hey, you know what? Did you hear about the new rule? <laughs> <laughs> this is a no pants house. That's right. You got to take up. your pants off. That's right. Also, your mother's here. <laughs> <laughs> See, there you go. You can make it. You can do rules too, Hillary. You can play at that game and it is rules. That would be very awkward. Well, not, I don't know. His mother's probably seen him without his pants on before. It's fine. Whatever. Oh, my gosh. It's fine. Let's just let's move on. <laughs> um, I'm, just, I'm just literally making a mental note right now how I'm never going to take a road trip with him. Ever. <laughs> Too many rules, and I'll be shaking no, my head. I, I can't. That those are the things you take a road trip and torture him. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm a, you know, you're a great singer. I'm a terrible singer. So just sing badly the whole way. Right. With my pants off. <laughs> I'll just remember that. <laughs> take pants off next time I see Hillary's guy. Got it. Can I, I have one more thing I want to talk about? Please. Uh, I want to talk about the things in your relationship that you are never forgiven for. I was reminded today of something I did on our very first date that he has still not forgiven me for. Oh, boy. What is it? I was 20 minutes late for our first date. <laughs> that's, a, that's really a long time to be late. He says 20 minutes. I say 10. It was probably closer to like 11, 12, and he rounded up and I rounded down. So he stayed because I don't know if I would have waited. He I said he like, was two minutes from walking out. And like how different our life would have been. Had had he walked out. Right. And are, have, are you late usually? I can be. But I try not to set hard deadlines for when I'll arrive to avoid actually being late. I use a lot of the terms like... I'll aim for one-ish. Oh, so that there's no repercussion. Right. I'm not guaranteeing I'm going to be there for one. I don't like people like you, Hillary. I'm <laughs> like, I take his, like, I can't, when I say I'm going to be somewhere, I'm that I'm there. Unless there's a great reason. It's so infrequent that I'm late that I, I can't even remember the last time I was late. Even by 10, like 10 minutes would be mortifying to me to be late. What is the your problem? Is like, is your time more valuable than his? No, but deciding between the blue shirt and the white shirt is on a first date. Can you not plan the night before? No, because it's wearing, deciding what to wear is all about how it makes you feel. And something could have made you feel amazing the night before that makes you feel like crap the day of. You can't stick with the plan? Really? No. 
So that you're one of those girls who has 40 shirts lying on her bed when she comes home from a date of outfits that never made it. Yep. And you do that. How how soon before you leave the house? Because this is what I'm getting at. It's just time management. No, I, I start getting ready an hour and a half to two hours before I leave. Should be enough time for a normal person. <laughs> Please. The operative word here is normal. So I would have held it against you, too, to be honest. So, and you're, But you're, it's two and a half years later. Like, I apologized. Let it go. Uh, if you'd only done it once, then it should be like, let it go. But now that I'm hearing that maybe you're a serial uh, late appearer, then maybe. Mm, maybe he's just using that to remind you that it's rude. I think it's rude. <laughs> it was just in regular conversation this morning, not even talking about me being late. Um, it was just brought up by text message. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow, this guy's a real piece of work. I love him so I love much. That. I love that he, he texts makes me you. giggle. Like, yeah. The, those are the funny things that make me laugh. Yeah. Do you know what my husband brings up? What? I don't like people showing up to my house unannounced. I okay. hate I just I just don't like it. So he'll have like a cousin coming in from out of town and his cousin will literally call us ten minutes before he's gonna come over. And I'm, you know, I go to bed at eight o'clock, so I have a routine and I do not like to mess with my routine because my routine is my routine, Hillary. So Mm -hmm. when I hear that his cousin is coming over unannounced, I will get super bitchy, like crazy bitchy. Now, is it because you're like me and you need to stuff everything back into the cupboard? Yes. Like my floors are dirty. Uh, Maybe we've just we're in the middle of cooking dinner. Maybe my bra's off for the night. (laughs) Maybe I still have to take a shower. Things don't go back on once they're off. No, especially mine. Like mine need to be like they have to reform again. Like this whole thing. (laughs) They need eight hours rest. (laughs) They need to get back. (laughs) They need to get back to their shape again. And then like, you know, like planning my shower. When I know he's coming over, I'll I'll, like freak out going, now, great. Now I can't take my shower now I, I was gonna I had a show I was gonna, I had a book to read and all this stuff like well I, I I'm not malleable that way like I cannot bend when it comes to people coming to my house unannounced but I want to be that person who loves having people coming mm-hmm. on it I want to be that carefree like oh yeah no problem come on in and have my house be perfect every time but I'm not that person and he reminds me all the time that I'm not that person and I'll be like I'll do better next time but then I never do better next time so how does he bring bring it up like well, uh, when does he remind you uh like when i'll when i'll say oh we should have blank and blank over this weekend and uh he'll be like well i thought you don't like people at the house you never like people at the house so he just reminds me like i like people at the house i love having people over i just need a day to clean my house i just can't handle being messy because when yeah, i go to, i need yeah. three days notice three because days. the day before might not be a convenient day to clean that's true. We have events. We're we're we have odd hours. It's not even that we're any busier than anyone else, but we keep odd hours. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And he like constantly brings it up. What do you lord over him other than like the time he got was too drunk to be there for the birth of your son? And then oh that then then last year when he passed out walking up the stairs. Yeah, there was that. <laughs> um what do I lord over him? Oh, that I don't get enough sex. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I guess you're. I guess you're too busy watching baseball tonight, huh? Guess. I guess. Uh, too busy to run the bases. That's right. I got a home run right here for you. Why aren't you running me? Uh, yeah, probably that. So there's a lot of shaming going on. <laughs> but then at the end of the day, I would always choose a nap over sex. So maybe really? uh, I'm not. I would not. 
I would choose no sleep over not getting any. Really? 99.9% of the time. I'd like to circle back in 20 years and see if you feel the same way. 10 years. Okay, maybe it's because I don't live with my boyfriend. And you're also, like, you're in a new relationship. You're two and a half years in. So you, How is that a new relationship? But it's new in that you haven't been together for almost 25 years. Like, you mean it, it's new in, as in we don't have two teenagers and hate each other? They're two teenagers <laughs> who are five feet away from us at any given time in their bedrooms. or You know what I mean? Like, we don't have the biggest house in the world. I don't live in a mansion. Uh, you know, there's always noises that you're afraid the kids will hear and it would scar them your kids are scarred enough already that's actually true like that you you don't have to worry about this i know they're probably more scarred from the fact that you keep complaining about their father not putting the boots to you (laughs) because i guarantee you you've said that in front of them no i don't think i have they probably overheard it (laughs) you don't I think you have, but can't guarantee because wine. <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah, maybe that's true. So, yeah. Well, that's okay. Sex is a very healthy part of every relationship. And complaining about sex, also very healthy part of a relationship. <laughs> I always thought- I used to say that I was so relieved my mom would constantly complain, as you do, that she doesn't get it enough or any at all. And I used to always say, I'm very relieved because I know my parents aren't getting it on. So there was comfort in that? Yeah, until she was walking around with a smile on her face for two weeks. And then I was like, oh. <laughs> wow, that smile lasted two weeks? Good for her. Good for your dad. Ew, let's stop right there. You understand that here's the difference between, it's not that I, you, you know, we don't like sex after you've been together for 25 years, is that there isn't a move that Tim hasn't already pulled. I know every single move. It's like, it's like rereading the same book over and over. <laughs> I know how the book ends by now. I get the ending. I know how it's going to end. And as I even long know- as it's a happy ending, I don't care if <laughs> I've read it before. I can watch the same. I movie. also prefer a happy over ending. Over and over can again. You, can you though? I can. Do you like? Do I? I would like the director's cut ending once in a while. <laughs> I want a different ending. I just want, you know what I mean? I, some, you know what? What I'd are also the want, options? Either it happens or it doesn't. That's the ending. I want more Hillary. I want options. I want, there's an A game, a B game, and then the starfish game, which is where I've, I <laughs> excel. When it comes to, that's all plot development. That's not the ending. The ending is always the same. Yeah. Okay. That. All right. Fair enough. Well, sometimes a dismount matters. But. <laughs> it's just, are we doing the prequel or are we? I would like a little, I just, maybe the plot could thicken, so to speak. (laughs) (laughs) There's too many double entendres. I'm losing track. I'm just saying, you know what? You know what I'm saying? I just saying I know how the movie ends. I got it. And the book ends. All right. Yeah, but I, all rom-coms are the same. Yet I still watch them all, no matter how terrible they are. They all have a formula. That's right. So what you're saying is that just stick to the formula and just get what you need to get. Exactly. And you too can walk around with a smile on your face, just like mommy did. (laughs) This is getting uncomfortable. I have to move on. Can I just tell you why? If I seem any, any kind of, if I feel off to you today or discombobulated, it's because at the time of the recording of this podcast, I don't have a phone. What? 
my iPhone is being repaired at the Apple store and they kept it. Like I went to get the battery replaced yesterday and the guy's like, we're going to have to keep this. I'm like, how, how long? How long? And I started to stutter. How, how, how long? Like, what do you mean? You're going to keep it. I, like, you can't just do it now. I'll wait. He's like, no, we're closing soon. You're going to have to come back tomorrow. Tomorrow? 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 Could you day. just be like, uh, I'll take it with me tonight and bring it back tomorrow? But then I thought, oh, I have to go back and sit again for another two hours. All right. I thought, you know what, Sandra? Just grow a pair. Give them your iPhone. You're not going to die. But you know what? I might. I might actually die. It's been a terrible 24 hours. No, I even what? How did it break? It didn't break. It's just the battery is. It just it's uh, one of those iPhone sixes. You know the the uh, Apple announced that the battery is slow. Six or six S. Six. I don't know. I don't know. One of the sixes. Okay. <laughs> so the battery just it loses its charge really really quickly and it just it's a quick thing. It's not. I thought it was like a boop boop. That's what I thought it was. But it's not okay. a it's not a boop boop. It's like a whole get in line because everyone's getting a boop boop. So now I'm like. <sighs> So I'm, I'm, I'm about an hour away from having it back in my hands. And I just found it weird last night, like talking to people. I didn't know what to, how to do that. Hmm. <laughs> and there was like a thunderstorm and we lost power for a while. And then I thought, but I don't have an iPhone to play with if we lose power for a while. You know what I mean? What, what will I do with myself? What if we lose light? What if I can't read? What if I can't go on social media, Hillary? <laughs> Okay, I have more questions about this battery thing because I okay. also have an iPhone, but I didn't know about it. Did it cost you anything to get the battery replaced? Uh, they have a rebate program until the end of the year. And if it's uh, one of the iPhone 6s, it's like $35 plus tax to get a battery replacement. And before you got it replaced, how long would your battery last? Oh, I'd have to charge it two, three times a day. Right, but you're on it, like, constantly. Well, even during the morning show. So, like, during my show, I'll wake up in the morning, I'll listen to a podcast as I drive to work, and that'll suck about 50% of my battery power, which is a lot. Right. Like, that is unusually high. And then by the end of my morning show, having posted a few things on social media, I'll be at, like, 20%. Be like, I have nothing, and then I have to recharge. So, it, that, that would be unusual. Normally, at the end of a morning show, I'd be in the 90 percentage range. So it's just I getting. I think I may have this battery issue. Yeah, I'm ab- sitting at 77 percent right now. I've sent three texts. That's yeah. You probably do, and it's in the. It's an iPhone six. Six S. I think that uh, I think you got problems. So yeah, they'll they'll replace it at a rebate. I think it's fifty dollars off from what it normally is, but it's only huh. good until the end of the year. Look at me. I'm doing like a commercial for Apple now. <laughs> That's interesting. I did not know. I. About you this. know what? I'm here for information. If well, like really just and not always good information, but I'm here for some information. Well, there you have it. Yeah, so there like, you have what it. kind of symptoms are you having in your withdrawal? <sighs> Anger, despair. <laughs> uh, I came home yesterday angry. Like I came home yesterday, like irritated is probably a better word. Irritated that I wouldn't be with my phone for 24 hours, that I was coming back to work after being on vacation. I couldn't check my work email. It dawned on me that I had all my stuff on my phone. It dawned on me, too, that I had all my prep for my morning show. I put it all in my phone, in my notes, all my okay. all my, my show ideas. I'm like, okay, that's gone. Uh, I couldn't text you, although I found a way on my laptop. I opened up my laptop, and I sent you a Facebook note to say, <laughs> don't text me. I get you. Yeah. Uh, and uh, just stuff like that, that I just, I felt like I, I felt disconnected. And that's a very irritating feeling. But at the end of the day, what happens if I wait 24 hours to get back to somebody? Is anyone going to die? 
Well, unless they are already in the midst of dying. No, no. Uh, but, you know, it is it is considered rude these days if you don't get back to somebody within, you know, the day that you've received mm-hmm. a note. It's like really rude. Absolutely. Especially when it comes to work emails. I know we have a rule. We have a 24 hour policy. What's our 24 hour policy? We have well, one. I didn't know at, that. At my office. If somebody sends you an email, you have to respond within 24 hours. That's actually a great policy. I, I should use that policy. <laughs> I, I let them build up. Unless they're pressing, pressing, pressing. I let them build up. And like if they're listener emails, I take a day every week to respond in a proper way. Like a proper well, that's nice, way. Though. I respond to almost almost every email. I, I respond to every nice email that I get. <laughs> I prefer to just respond to the evil ones. Do you? Oh, they're my favorite. I get right into it. Or I don't get into it with anybody. I just say, thank you so much for being a loyal listener. Or something like that, you know. Thanks for taking the time to share your opinion. That's absolutely right. Ugh. What were we talking about again? <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'm I've just started a new you know when you start a new diet and your brain is off and everything just doesn't feel right? Oh yeah. That's how I feel like this without my iPhone. And it's it's not it's I'm just coming up on twenty four hours. So are you going to try and tone things down when you get it back? No, not at all. Not even remotely. No, I'm going to, uh, I don't want to even, I don't even know if I should say this on the podcast, but I'm going, the whole point of the, the refurbishment is that I'm going to get a new one and I'm going to give the old one to one of my, my sons for his mm-hmm. birthday because he wants an iPhone and there's no way he's getting a new one. Oh, I wasn't sure if it, you were going to do like Survivor Island for the iPhone where they have to compete against each other for it. I would actually like to see that. But they they think that it's their God-given right to get a new iPhone. And I say, that's great. You're going to be 17 years old. Buy your own. If you really want an $800 or $1,200 phone, I will not buy that. for. That's ridiculous. You can have my old one and I'll buy myself a new one because I was going to get one anyway. So there. Done, right? Right. And they already have cell phone plans. They're like not due for an upgrade or anything. Uh, One of them, the older one, thinks it it always says to me, hey, mom, I want to get in the loop. I'm like, hey, no, you're not in the loop. Come on. The loop is data. He doesn't have a data plan. They only have a cell phone plan. Okay. So they can only text and call Uh, and data. Well, everybody has Wi-Fi. Figure it out. Right. So, you know, if, uh, unless you're stuck in the bush, you don't have a problem. <laughs> you're fine. You go to Tim Hortons, they got Wi-Fi. McDonald's, Wi-Fi. You're fine. Go to the mall, Wi-Fi. Airports, Wi-Fi. My house, Wi-Fi. They're good. Even their school has Wi-Fi. Why do they need a data plan? I don't even get that. Because you know they're going to go over. This is what I'm saying. And so my son's like, Mom. Like, literally, like, like he wants heroin. Mom. Mom, give me in the loop. <laughs> No, no, I don't trust you to be in the loop. I mean, you can assign data, which is what I do with my boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean you can assign data? I didn't think you could. So with our cell phones, because we're on Rogers, they have like a little app and you can assign people data. So I assign him two gigs a month and he can't go over. And if he needs more, he has to ask for some sugar. (laughs) (laughs) I should do that with Tim. So I could get laid. <laughs> and my, the answer is still no for my son. He should. What does he need data for? But I like what you've got going on there, Hillary. That's a good idea. <laughs> Gotta ask for some sugar. <laughs> I'm going to call this episode. Gotta ask for some sugar. <laughs> All What's right. something else you couldn't live without, though? Two things. I've thought about this extensively for 24 hours besides my iPhone. Coffee. 
Okay. And mascara. <laughs> but you knew that already. I'm, there's no way I'm going out without my mascara on. I'm not a heathen. Um, I couldn't live without makeup wipes. <laughs> wow. That's funny. Well, just because they can be used for a number of things. <laughs> oh, for cleaning. Okay, good. Oh, that's makeup true. Makeup wipes? Yeah. I like the wet wipes. They're a big fan. Yeah. I, I like those too. I like the Neutrogena ones. Yes. Product placement. <laughs> and... Ooh. Tough. Coffee. Tough. Is it not coffee? Yeah, coffee is pretty up there for me. You know, somebody said they couldn't live without their car. And I said, yes, you can live without your car for a day. That's like a, getting a lift somewhere. It's not going to, I mean, right. that's, you know, so it's just. It's a, called hungover Sundays. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> like, all you need to do is have a glass of wine. You don't need your car. You don't need your car. <laughs> I don't understand how you can't handle not having a car. Uh, that's That seemed like an oddity to me. Really, really odd. The mascara, though, seems totally legit. <laughs> well, it's just that you don't want anyone seeing you without your mascara. Like, I could live a day at home and not go anywhere. But if you expect me to leave the house... That's well. That's fair. That's right. I can I can be in the house, but the like the windows would have to the curtains would have to be drawn, and I yeah I could do it then. But otherwise, you're right. I I can't leave the house without mascara on. I can't. It's not happening, Hillary. I'll just feel I'll feel like naked, naked. Aww. I know, naked and scared, and not like naked and beautiful and sexy and kitten like. Which is how normally I am, but <laughs> not like that at all. <laughs> the opposite of that. Is it rude that I want to cut the podcast short because I want to go and get my phone now? No, it's fine. (laughs) Is it okay? Go get your phone and then text me. I miss you. Okay, perfect. Okay, it's um, time to wrap it up now. And don't forget to follow The Quick and the Dirty on social. Instagram, at Hillary on air, at Sandra Kiss 105.3. Twitter, at Hillary Welch, at Sandra Kiss 105.3. And Facebook, at Quick and Dirty Podcast. If you've got a question for us, you can email us at thequickandthedirty at gmail.com.